Yankees shut down ace Luis Severino for two weeks with rotator cuff inflammation. So what does that mean for the Yankees rotation? All that and more on this episode of Yankee Chatter. Welcome, everyone. My name is Greg Andriano at Greg Andriano 5 on Twitter. And I'm Brad McCormick at BradderChatter1 on Twitter. And uh, like you just heard, the story of this of the week, or spring, you could say, is Severino is shut down until uh, I think March 20th is when he resumes his throwing again with a shoulder problem. So what do you think, Greg? Well, that's right. Um, he was scratched from his second Grapefruit League start. Um, they're giving him two weeks. I read the other day that um, – that he's been stretching and moving it around and he's feeling pretty good. So all things are optimistic. Um, initial reaction, this could have been a disaster if it was any worse. I mean, the last thing you want is Tommy John surgery or rotator cuff surgery. Uh, he would be out for pretty much the entire year and, and even into next year, especially after he just signed that four-year deal. So the Yankees are dodging a bullet here right, as of right now. Yeah, and one of the reasons why uh, he signed that contract, even though it was very team-friendly, is because of something like this. If he didn't sign an extension and he simply went to uh, arbitration and he got the shoulder problem, he would have been kind of SOL for next year. So this is one of the reasons why he signed that contract. Uh, not something you anticipate or ever wish, but uh, it, it happens. But you're right, it could have been a big, big, big disaster. And all those Yankee fans out there who like to hate on their own team – who are going nuts because they didn't sign Keuchel or any starter really other than the signing Paxson and signing or uh, training for Paxson and signing up would have been going crazy. So uh, mm-hmm. this, this is, it's, it's hope the optimism stays and, it, and it, it's true. We saw Kershaw go down early this spring with a shoulder problem. He's working through it. I don't know how similar they are to each other, but uh, Kershaw is resuming throwing now and said to be doing well. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. Severino follows the same path. I agree. I agree. It would be a disaster. I mean, like you said, all those fans are out there uh, whining about the Yankees not spending money, not signing people. And we talked about it all offseason so far on pretty much every episode saying that, you know, you got to stick by the Yankees and they're doing the right thing. Uh, but, you know, if if on top of them not signing these other players and Severino, Severino went down for the year, uh, this would be a, a, a living nightmare. Uh, right. Then no not one signing Corbin yeah, would have been that huge. That would have been huge. But there are some possible solutions. Like like we said, he might he might come back, but it might take him a little while. He might not be ready for the beginning of the season, uh, which is fine. Let him take his time with this. Shoulders are, Shoulder injuries, injuries are very serious. Uh, we don't want him to rush back and then make it worse. Uh, so let him take his time. It's okay if he misses the first couple starts of the season, as long as he's there for the rest of the season. Uh, the big well, thing, he even said that himself. He said himself, I'd, I'm glad this happened now than mm-hmm. in July or August. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Pennant race hasn't started yet. Uh, not guaranteeing anything, but you know the Yankees will be right in the thick of it. So possible solutions, Brad. Uh, there are a couple. Mm-hmm. There are two big free agents, semi-big free agents still out there right now in Gio Gonzalez and Dallas Keuchel, both left-handed pitchers, both still do not have a home. We're already like three-quarters of the way through spring training. I don't like either, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Gio Gonzalez I never liked. Uh, mm-hmm. I always thought he was overrated, and he showed you when he got to the playoffs, he just collapsed every time. Keuchel, although he was the ace three Astros for a long time, has mm-hmm. had a very quick downslope. Uh, last year, he actually led the league in completion percentage. He still was a good pitcher, but he pitches the contact, and that's not what MLB values right now. No. Um, I don't know how that would work in the Yankee ballpark. Is Keiko better than their, one of their in-house solutions? 
Maybe, maybe, especially the way we'll get there, especially the way some of these guys are pitching the spring. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to get into a situation where you sign Keiko and Severino comes back and you, then you have too many guys or Keiko does make more starts and he's not very good. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I think you stay away from Keiko and hope that Severino comes back. Mm-hmm. Only misses a couple starts. I would have. I would have probably jumped on the on the bandwagon of if he was down for the whole year, you sign one of these guys. That, that's a different as, story. Yeah. As as depth, because you like, uh, I know you mentioned. Well, if Severino does come back and Keiko's still there, and he might have a logjam, but then you gotta also remember CC Sabathia is a big question mark. Yeah. You don't know what you're gonna get from him yet. He hasn't thrown in a spring training game yet. He won't be ready to start the season. So. Uh, you can never have too much pitching, especially left-handed pitchers in Yankee Stadium. Uh, but, you know, if I had to pick between one or the other, I would probably go with Keuchel just because um, he's closer off from having good seasons. Uh, and, yep. yeah, he pitches to contact, but, but you know, the Yankees are a slider-friendly team. Maybe that could be something that they teach him or get him to throw more of to try and get swings and misses. Uh, he's not a power pitcher anymore, not that he really ever was. But uh, he could become a CC type pitcher with finesse and throwing cutters and and getting contact ground balls and, and stuff like that, which could be a good thing. Gio Gonzalez, uh, he's he's way past his prime. He's he's a has been. In fact, uh, to go with the jersey behind you, Brad, he was a never was. <laughs> I like the I like the uh, mighty duck reference. Uh, but um, yeah, so on top of free agents, there's also the uh, um, option of going with someone within the organization. There are a couple options that have been talked about uh, through the uh, Yankee beat writers so far. You got Domingo Jamon, uh, Jonathan Nwaisika, and a surprise this year, who I was kind of hoping wouldn't be even in the mix, but now he <laughs> is all of a sudden, uh, Luis Sessa. So uh, what do you think about any one of those options, Brad? Well, it's funny because we just talked about – we always talk about how Sessa is for some reason loved by Brian Cash. We don't we don't get mm-hmm. it, but he's just always there. And the funny thing is he's been the best pitcher all spring. Well, amongst these replacements. Yeah. Uh, the Isaka was awful again his last start. Herman, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't really seen too much of Herman in the spring. Never been a big fan of Herman. They say mm-hmm. he's got the stuff, but mm-hmm. everyone well, has the so stuff. So the thing is with these guys, they're all still young. You know, the big thing oh, about yeah, Loiz- the big thing about Loisica is is that he has good stuff. His command is there. I actually got to watch his last start because I've been, you know, kind of out of it with my with my back injury. Um, so I'm kind of relegated to, to bed rest here. But um, <laughs> you sit uh, at a desk all day at work anyway. <laughs> yeah, well that's the problem. I can't sit. It's, <laughs> lower, lower back problems are terrible. And Aaron Hicks could probably vouch for that. But um, <laughs> uh, no, but the thing with Loisaga is that his stuff is there. He he throws 96, 97 miles an hour. He has good uh, off-speed stuff. He just doesn't have command. Um, he pitched two innings the other day. He gave up a bunch of runs. Yep. And for some reason, he just kept missing high. Everything was high. So and that's the one place can, you don't want to miss. Right, especially with these big – now, he was going against the Orioles. Now, the Orioles are terrible, are going to be terrible this year. They were terrible last year. Yep. Uh, so that's nothing. But if you go up against – if you put him out there against – Boston or, or Cleveland or, or Houston, you know, they're going to tattoo those high fastballs because they're, they're straight. There's nothing to them. So he's got some work to do now, maybe next year, or maybe if he figures this out in the minor leagues, he could be in it, um, solution down the line, but, uh, coming out of the gates, not so much. I am very intrigued by Luis Sessa though. Um, I wrote him off last year. I actually wrote him off the year before that. Now all of a sudden he's pitching 
lights out. He threw today, threw four innings, a shutout. Um, he only gave up two hits. He looks like a completely different pitcher. Now, I would say right now, in my opinion, he's the front runner to, to nab one of these extra rotation spots coming out of spring with the injuries to Severino and Sabathia. Yeah, well, they said uh, they, they've been saying Sessa has confidence this year. He's not so much worried about making just getting just being there, making an impression, making the team. And now he's pitching like he has a spot in this team, and he's just getting himself ready. So he's actually acting more like an older pitcher mm-hmm. than he actually is, mm-hmm. which could be the reason why he act, he's acting like a different pitcher. Uh, if I had to choose, now they're gonna have two open spots in the opening day. If I if I had if I am correct, I believe they're gonna pick one guy to be in the rotation, and I bet you they go a bullpen day for the other one until one of these two guys are back. I mean, Sabathi is not going to miss too much time if everything goes on, on schedule. Right, knock on wood. Uh, and hopefully Severino either, but yeah, knock on that wood. Uh, but yeah, right now it's looking like they, now is the time that they start paying attention to spring training very closely because we only have mm-hmm. a couple weeks left, and I think mm-hmm. Sessa is far beyond exceeded what they expected, and, mm-hmm. and I think he showed up at last spot. Yep, he he will probably take that home, and then like you said, they'll probably bullpen with a mixture of probably Domingo Herman and a couple other. Relievers. But if there's ever a team in the majors to bullpen, it's the Yankees this year. And yeah, you have Chad Chad Green, Shane Green. I don't know why I always think of Shane Green, but it's Chad Green. He could probably at one time. Two, yeah, Green could pitch two three innings just to yeah. start the game, which mm-hmm. is a huge plus and you have so many of those relievers that can, mm-hmm. that can go from there well yeah on top of that Kaneley's apparently bouncing back and having a, a fantastic spring he's completely yeah, he, he looks completely different so yep. that'd be great if, if they could get him back you know you can get a couple innings from these guys it's okay to have one start out of five starts like this you don't want to make a habit out of it you want to get depth and length from these other guys but like you said now's the point in spring training where pitchers are going to start throwing more innings they're not just making two inning starts Sessa yeah. threw four innings today um, I'm not sure who's pitching tomorrow. I would guess probably Paxton. You'll probably see four or five innings out of him, and then you'll probably start seeing six innings towards the end of uh, five, six innings towards yeah. the tail end of spring training. If guys are still pitching as effective as they are in those first two innings uh, in the last couple innings, then that would be a better gauge on who might fill in that extra um, rotation spot. And that would be a good test for Sessa because usually when he pitches, he has the first couple good innings and then yep. he falls apart the second or third time through the order. So, with that said, opening day, not that far away. Uh, with the Severino injury, the Yankees made an announcement. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka will be the opening day starter. Uh, it's been, I think, two years since he's been the opening day starter because Severino started last year. Yep. Uh, so do you think he's the right guy for the job? He's absolutely the right guy. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of people wanted Paxson. I think let Paxson pitch a second game or third game, whatever you want to drop him in there. Tanaka's the guy to go. He's the, he's the he's the old man in the in the rotation now that Sebastian Severino are out right now. Mm-hmm. He and he flourishes in the big games. And I actually had a conversation with someone on Twitter about this. He said, "Opening day is not a big game." Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's not. But to the players, it really is. It's an mm-hmm. honor to them to to pitch the to be the opening day starter. Mm-hmm. And I think Tanaka, the way he is especially, would see this as a tremendous honor. And I think you're going to get one of, uh, a very good performance out of him. So mm-hmm. I like I like this this decision. I completely agree. I was on the fence with Paxton. Uh, maybe if this was his second year as a Yankee, you kind of you kind of explore that. But as far as because he's still new to the Yankees, you know that's going to be a lot of pressure on him because not not only is he making the, his first start of the year, but he's making his first start of the year in front of an entirely new fan base. And you don't know you don't you know you don't want to put that you want to get off on the right foot, which right. is why you want to put a veteran like Tanaka in this situation. He's done it before, um, and and. The, 
you're right. It's not technically a big game in the sense where, you know, this is the season's on the line. But you also want to have a good opening day. You want to set the tone for the rest of the season. You want to get off to a good start. You want to also do this in front of your home fans because the Yankees are, will be playing at Yankee Stadium. So, uh, you know, you want to make sure the fans know that they're expect, you're meeting their expectations. And, you know, you want a, a veteran to do that. So, yeah, this is his best decision that he that could have been made. This is the mm-hmm. right one, right way to go. Mm-hmm. Now, if Severino healthy, Severino is healthy. Obviously, he's he's making the start. Uh, but you know, Tanaka is obviously the standout choice. So, with that said, let's do a couple quick hits here. Um, so far, we're stepping uh, into the chatterbox. Yes, stepping into the chatterbox. I like it. <laughs> um, James Paxton has thrown seven. In the third inning so far, awesome. he's been fantastic. He's pitched yep. into a 1.23 ERA. Uh, he's got 10 strikeouts. Think about that. He's thrown pretty much one game, one <laughs> yeah. start, and he's, he's got, got 10, 10 strikeouts and three yeah. walks, and he's only given up one run. Now, this he's is any indication. No, and this, this is any indication of how he can be throughout the season, and hopefully he can maintain this throughout the season. This is something that we all should be very excited for, and maybe next year when we're having this conversation. He's in the in the conversation of who's making the opening day start between Severino and Paxton. I would love to be asking each other who the ace of the staff is at this time next year. Mm-hmm. I agree because you know even if Tanaka has a big year, that's that's a big three right there, and that's yeah. something that the Yankees haven't had since their right. dynasty. If all goes right, the Yankees have a very good one, two, three, and in a very good four and half if half bounces mm-hmm. back from the spring side. Yeah. but. No, it never overlooks Yankees because everything has does have to go right. So I can't mm-hmm. argue with them yet, but mm-hmm. it could but, potentially be a very good staff they have. Like you said, potential's there. Uh, another big standout, and we already talked about it, is Luis Sessa. We don't have to uh, dwell on it, but I will just throw out some numbers here for you. After today's start, he's made he's thrown 13 innings. He's only given up seven hits. He struck out 13 batters, and he's pitching to a point. 6-9 ERA, yeah. meaning he's only given up one earned run in 13 innings. That's pretty I mean, yeah, impressive. He hasn't has pitched a ton of innings, but it's it's still mm-hmm. worth noting. Small sample size, but you know you got to put things in perspective. He's he's starting fresh this season. Yeah, he hasn't you know he hasn't he's not coming off 30 starts. So one other guy you didn't have down here too that I thought was a standout was Adovino. I think Adovino's been mm-hmm. as, as advertised. Well, actually, we will talk about him in the uh, bullpen. Yeah, I just yeah, as far as the standout right so, now, I want to get that out there. Yes, I like and, I see. and and you can mention that when we talk about the position players too. That Adovino has stood out as well, and we can make sure it's, it shows up in all three episodes. Yes, sir. Just for you, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, Adovino has been pretty good, and we'll, we will talk about him because he is very exciting to watch. But the big guy that's the two big guys that have been struggling that I've kind of was hoping we would get a little bit more out of, uh, especially out of the starting rotation, was Jay Happ. Yeah, um, he has struggled mightily last this year. And since he came over from the from the Blue Jays last year, he was one of the best pitchers in the rotation. Now it's kind of looked like it's flip flop. But again, this is only spring training. He's, yeah. He, I mean, he's thrown eight in the third innings. He's given up seven runs. He's the strikeouts are there, which is good. Uh, and that's probably what he's more focused on is that he's getting swing and missed stuff. Mm-hmm. Spring training is also a, an opportunity for these guys to tinker with pitches and, and command and, and try different things. So. Again, it's disappointing to see that the stats and his number line is, is what it is, but you can't hold to it 100%. He could be a completely different pitcher once the season starts. I think Cap is the kind of guy that really flourished when he came over last year from Toronto because I think he likes the 
uh, adrenaline, I guess you could say. He likes the pressure, and I think you don't get that in spring training. I think he flourished more when he gets a regular season game and things are in line. I also, like you said, think he might be focusing on other things. He might not want to be throwing so many off-speed pitches. Maybe he's throwing more fastballs. Maybe he's worried mm-hmm. about his command more than the, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, velocity. So we don't we don't really know when it comes to starting mm-hmm. pitching. So I'm not really too alarmed with no. what's happening doing right now. And I would assume when, when these pitchers and catchers report to camp, they probably sit down with the the front office or yeah. probably Aaron Boone and Larry Rothschild, and they go over some of their stats because everything's analytics now. So they probably looked at, oh, well, you threw X amount of fastballs last year and X amount of cutters last year, and you were more effective yeah. with the cutter. So maybe we get you working on your throwing your cutter more often in spring training just so you can get a better feel for it. I mean, yeah. th- that's you don't know the conversation that I have. You don't. Yeah. You really don't. So then the other guy that, and we already talked about him, was Loisaga. Uh, it's a little disappointing to see that he, he hasn't really had success in spring, especially since he hasn't been facing, you know, top-notch batting orders. He's thrown a full game, nine innings. He's given up 10 earned runs. Uh, the strikeouts are there, but uh, the walks are also there too. And that's something that he's going to have to get ironed out in in the minor leagues this year. Uh, he was in, I think he was in AAA at the, after he got his call up last year. So he'll probably start there again. Uh, but I wouldn't expect this is the last we see of him this year. He will probably be in the rotation yeah. or in the in the in the pitching staff in some capacity. Yeah, like you said, he needs to work on his spots. And he is, he's a guy he said was missing up high. He really needs to start working on walks and uh, location. But he's a guy that is trying to make the team. So as far as the starting pitcher goes, he's the kind of guy I do pay attention to what he's doing. You know, a haps on the team. He's going to just trying to get himself ready. Isaac is trying to make the team. He's trying to put out his best effort every time he goes mm-hmm. out there. So he, he's a little bit more alarming to me. Um, I definitely think AAA is in his future mm-hmm. to begin the season. We could be surprised. We don't know what they're thinking mm-hmm. in the front office. But um, I agree with you. Either way, he will be part of his team by the end of the season mm-hmm. in some way. And now, now that you, now that you, we talked about it, he could be also an option for a, a bullpenning if you give him an inning or two to start. Uh, I would yeah. definitely keep an eye on his next couple of starts here uh, in the spring. If he gets his walks down and and doesn't give up as many runs or any runs, uh, then maybe instead of giving him four or five innings as a starter, you make him an opener, or you put him in the mix with some sort of bullpenning combination because. The Yankees really don't have anyone else that can give them length in their system right now. And um, and if you pair him with someone like Herman and they can get two or three innings from each of them, that's that's five innings there. And then you get the bullpen the rest of the game. So I feel like it's if Sessa or the going to make any starts with the Yankees in the beginning of the year, it's only going to be a few innings. I don't think they're going to. Right. Test going six, seven mm-hmm. with them. I mean, if unless. Sessa somehow pulls a miracle and, and this is a new pitcher we're seeing and he's turned the corner and he's finally, everything's clicking. Then, you know, maybe, maybe he does actually become the number five starter down the road here, but you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, definitely, you know, I'm excited to see who makes the team out of, out of camp and, uh, and what happens on opening day. Yeah. Um, we weren't really expecting this rotation to be a point of emphasis on who makes the no. team, but huh. unfortunately here we are. Now, the big thing out of coming into camp was first base, and now it's kind of opened up to a couple other things, um, even with the outfield. Uh, but we'll talk about that in our, in our next episode. So with that said, um, I want to thank you, for everyone, for watching. Our loyal fans, mom, dad, hi. Um, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Yankee Chatter. We're on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, just search Yankee Chatter. We're there. Uh, find us on iTunes. Same thing, search Yankee Chatter. Uh, we like we like to keep it simple, so everything Yankee Chatter, that's you'll find us yeah. in some way. We're a simple kind of guy. Yep. Also, make sure you check out the website. All of our content is there in one place, or there's links to get to it. Um, but you know, it's a hub, so check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, again, my name is Greg Andriano at Greg Andriano zero five on Twitter, and this is my colleague up north. Yeah, my name is Brad. So you just go from there. <laughs> but now, Bradder, Bradder Chatter one on Twitter. So thanks for watching again, and uh, let us know what you think. Yep. Stay tuned for our next episode where we talk about the position player. So with that said, go Yanks.